Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. We have a very, very special guest today, Farouk, my friend. How are you? What's up, Buster? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing good. Why are you in New York? I didn't know you were in New York. Why are you here? Just figured I'd make the trip out. Love New York, you know. Had to meet a few people, and that's it. It's you're a great time of year. You're based up in Canada, right? Yeah, I live in Montreal. Is Canada better than the United States? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. You know, I think it has its, like, ups and downs, you know? Like, there's a lot of things where the USA is better and a lot of things where Canada's better. But again, like, it's hard to judge because Canada has 10 provinces and territories. USA has, like, what, 50 states? Yep. You know, so, like, every place is different. What I like about the U.S., because I travel a lot within the United States, mm -hmm. every state feels like a different country sometimes. Totally. It's crazy. Whether you're in L.A. or you're in Texas or, like, New York or wherever you go, like, Florida... Every place is so different. I love the USA for that. It's crazy, too. You look at states like California. They have one of the largest economies in the whole world mm -hmm. if they were their own country separate from the United States. So uh, you can get a lot of different things out of the United States yeah. and, and across different parts. I think USA has better opportunity. But it's always been like that, I feel like, when it comes to business, like entrepreneurship, uh, perhaps like even like anything. Whether you're into like sports or music or arts, anything, I think USA will have better opportunity versus Canada where it's like a big country, second biggest country in the world, but with very limited resources as people. 30 million people live on a like on on the, in the second biggest country and like in little cities. Like mm. there's not that many great cities. It's Montreal, it's my city where I was raised, dope city. Toronto, fourth largest city in the United States. In the in North America <laughs> after LA, New York and, and, and yeah. Miami. And then you have like maybe Vancouver on the West Coast, but there's not that many cities. Whereas the USA, you have like so many places to go. And you mentioned sports, although Toronto over the yes, past couple eh? months has had the leg up on the United Hell States yeah. reigning NBA champions. Although I don't know if they'll make the playoffs this year, but for now, reigning I NBA I don't know. Champions. I, I don't even follow basketball. Never did. Never did. I was never like I'm a, I'm a football, soccer, football. Guy. Real football. But real I'm football. okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with but, that. But you know what? When the Toronto Raptors were in the playoffs, it was just like such a vibe up there. You know, mm -hmm. like the whole weird North thing. Like, like, Because Montreal and Toronto, where I'm from, we hate Toronto because of hockey. Like it's a right. hundred-year-old rivalry. One of the oldest rivalries in the history of sports is the Habs and the Leafs. It's like a 110-year-old rivalry. So we hate Toronto. But like when they were in the playoffs, because it's the only Canadian team like in the NBA, we're like, yeah. yo, like everybody, like even in Montreal, they showed the games outside. There was like 20,000 people on the street. Yeah, we don't I even remember. care for basketball crazy. in Montreal. We don't. That's wild. It's crazy. Like they would never be able to bring a team to Montreal because I'm sure that they wouldn't be able to fill up 41 games at home. Right. The NBA, though, is talking about expanding to a couple different cities, St. Louis being one of them, Seattle being another. Also talking about bringing a team to Mexico, because if you have a team in Canada, why really? not bring one down there? But I don't think any of those are actually going to happen. No, it's just such a big American thing. Although you have teams, you have cities like Oklahoma City that ha ha has a team where St. Louis and Seattle don't. Yeah. St. Louis is a great sports city. Great city. Plus, they just won the Stanley Cup. They're great. They have a great hockey team. Yeah, yeah, yeah beat out Boston, which I'm very happy about. I'm very happy about that, too. I was in Montreal, like Montreal and the Bruins, same rivalry as the Leafs in Montreal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, That's we don't do that. Uh-uh. You can't yeah. wear a Habs jersey in Boston. You'll get beat up. I don't know, but you can't, <laughs> and, and you can't wear, and you can't wear a, you can't wear a, um, a, uh, a, a Habs jersey, a Bruins jersey in Montreal either. It doesn't work like that. You'll get booed in the street. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least getting booed is get it is a yeah. lot better than getting. That's where Canada's up. great. Yeah, Canada's peaceful. We'll, we'll like we'll boo you and we'll say sorry right after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. So Mike Scott, who plays for the Philadelphia 76ers, he is not an Eagles fan. He went to a, a, an Eagles game in the opposing jersey. I saw. And got beat up I by saw Philadelphia's the, own he's fans. He's a savage, though. Savage. Savage for that. I saw it on Instagram. But that's the difference between United States sports fans and Canadian sports fans. They're intense here. Crazy. It's like, and he's a professional athlete that plays for a team in that city. In that city. They Crazy. beat up their own guy. He's going to go after that. No. What? Who knows? Does that make you want to stay? He's going to get in trouble. No doubt. He also had security with him, and security couldn't stop the fight. He went around to security. He kind of pushed it, though. Like, oh, you, for sure. You know what you're getting into, bro. For sure. Like, you're a sports, you're an athlete yourself. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, yo, like, why? Walk me through this outfit right now. You came in with the drip. I didn't even realize when, when I was talking to you off camera, but now I appreciate the drip <laughs> that you brought to this show. It's just like... I, I didn't know if you were filmed or not, because usually I would come in like sweats and shit, like just chilling with you. Right. But you told me, yo, it's filmed. Like, yo, all right, we gotta dress up a little bit. <laughs> no, it's just like a, it's just a shirt I got for my birthday. I like it. It was my birthday ten days ago. Happy belated. Thank you. Big twenty five. That's big. Yeah. How do you feel about twenty five? Badass. Really? Yeah. I just I, I literally post on my Instagram like ten minutes before coming here, and I said mm-hmm. twenty five feels badass. That's my caption. It does. It does. Walk me through that. Why does twenty five feel badass? Like, okay, you know how you turn eighteen? Okay, you're legal in Canada mm-hmm. and you're up. 18 is cool. You're not adult. 18 is not legal in, well, in, the, in Canada. It is. 19. Just, 19. Because no, I just turned it's 19. Toronto, like Ontario is 19, but most of Canada is 18. Got it, got yeah. It, got it. And then Europe, right? Yep. In the rest of the world. And you're an adult. Even here, you can vote at 18, right? Yeah, true. Okay, then you, you have 21, the which is big 21 because you're in America or whatever. Then 22, 3, 4 is boring. Mm. Like, okay, how old are you? 22. All right, cool. 23. Okay, cool. 24. 25. It's like, damn. Bad ass. Quarter century. Whoa. Ooh, put it that way. Whoa. Yeah. You sound like a historical figure all of a sudden. <laughs> it, 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 it just hit me. Like, a couple days ago, I'm like, I'm walking outside, I'm like, am I supposed to uh, get married right now? And, like, have kids? <laughs> 25? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah. no, I'm like, yeah, I'm 25 now. And then it feels cool. I like it. I feel like it's going to be my best year ever. I love that. Personally and professionally, I think it's going to be, like, a badass year. What are you most excited about right now? Just whatever life has to give me. Like, I'm in such a good mojo, like a good vibe, you know? Like, of course, it's like the good and the bad, but it's like yeah. I feel good. Like, I can tell. I'm excited about that. I'm excited. You can't, you can't wear that shirt without being in, in good vibes. I put it you on. Possibly. And it, you know why? I put, I just got it like yesterday. I put it on, and I was like, damn, it feels good. It feels exactly how I feel right now. So just, you know? <laughs> I like that. I, I respect that. This is the first time I've ever worn a button down on the podcast. You did that for me? Yeah, because I Ooh. thought there was like a 15% chance, I told Justin this, that you were going to come in a suit. And I wasn't going to have you come in a suit and me in sweatpants. <laughs> you should have told I would have worn a shirt too. <laughs> no, you look good though. I like it. Thank you. I like it. It was the, the most down. ridiculous button down I could find. I love and it. And that's what I chose. It looks good though. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what are you in New York for? Just like hanging out. Honestly, I like this that. New York trip is all like hanging out. <laughs> that's what it is, really. Hanging out, doing some work, and then I want to meet a few people. And that's it. Amazing. So yeah, because it was my birthday. It was also like a birthday right. thing. You know, like I love New York. And it's such a good vibe. Like New York in September is like, I think this is the best time. I agree. This is the best week, day, month of the year. First of all, it's Virgo season. Mm. Best people are Virgos. I don't know anything about any of that, <laughs> and I also don't trust anyone that knows anything about that. <laughs> but I was <laughs> but, kidding. But, 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 it's just but like, talk to me. I love September. 
Yeah. You know the fall, being in the fall in New York and stuff, it's just such a good vibe. The weather's amazing. The it's weather like is perfect. Walking in a t-shirt outside, yeah. 75 degrees, just cruising, going for morning coffee, Super. you know, like it's just great. I love New York. I love New York. <laughs> you were telling me about your driver on the way here because you're staying at the same hotel that a lot of the United Nations people are staying at. And your driver was David Bowie's driver, is that right? I don't know. He like he just hit me with it like right before dropping me. So I, we didn't oh, talk about a, it. He just hit me like bang. we turned on Franklin and he's like, Oh yeah. I used to drive David Bowie because I worked for like ABC or something. ABC. So I don't know what the relation I, would be. I don't there, know. He said something like that. And then he goes, and yeah, I used to say, and he starts singing a song, and like he's like driving and like playing the guitar. I'm like, whoa, wait, wait. Like, <laughs> Your driver was playing the guitar? No, not playing the guitar. It's like air guitar, oh. you know? Like, <laughs> like what? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Watch the road. It was just so funny. But I don't know. He didn't tell me more, but I thought it was funny. That's interesting. So what I was telling you right before was I just came back from Springfield. I was at the Hall of Fame for basketball. And my driver, it was like 6 a.m., so I really didn't have to talk to this guy. But within five minutes, he was telling me about how he'd been driving around Roger Federer and Serena Williams for the last few because of the U.S. Open, the same car service company. That's cool. And then he told me about his first ever ride because he was in the military, then came back, couldn't get a job. He was driving trucks in the military, tried to apply as a truck driver. They said he had no experience. He was like, oh. So he applied as a limousine driver, got it. Very first ride, picks up Frank Sinatra and Don Rickles together driving to a show Damn. when they get there in jersey city gets out gets his bag hands it to a uh, frank frank asks him what's the biggest tip you've ever gotten the driver said this is actually my first day on the job you're my first ride and frank said congrats on the new job handed him five thousand cash what? which was like fifty thousand back then yeah that's crazy crazy <laughs> that's right? insane and then i, I fell like asleep that. because it was like 6 a.m but i like that i like stories like that stories like that are the best i know do you remember, so the first time we hung out, I think the only time. Only time. I met you once. And like that was person. the craziest night. It was fun. <laughs> it was hella fun. Do you remember what happened? So first off, I think uh, it was around the time, must have been right, right after game the finals. Game two. Right after game two. You went for that. Right. And then we hung out the night after. Yeah. Must have been. I we went think. Out, we went yeah, because you went to the game with, with Manu. Yes. And then we went out to dinner. At like three different places, we we dinner hopped a little bit, and then you guys did that. I think you were with us. I don't think I dinner hopped. You didn't dinner hop. Well, did we I? dinner hopped. Y'all did. Yeah, we did. And then we went out uh, to that place that Manu's crazy like oyster champagne like thing place. What what was it? I have no idea. That's like Drake's go to spot though, Is right? It? I don't I know, heard. whatever, Man was like, he runs Toronto for some reason. Like, the kid, like, <laughs> knew everyone. I was like, damn. I don't know. It was Remember, like, how, like, you walk into, like, this restaurant, and if they like you, they take you to the back? It was, like, a yeah. private, like... It was, like, a f the, the idea, the concept of the place was it was a bar in front, and then if you were cool enough... If they you like knew, your vibe, like... If your vibe And if you're a member, because it's, like, a membership card. Oh, right. It's, like, a Soho house type of thing. Yeah, a little, little, like, Equinox meets Soho yeah. meets, And like if they like you, they invite you to club. the back. Right. And they do it via a surprise secret door. I've never seen that before. And I've been to a lot of speakeasies. That was that, crazy. Like, they bring you to the back, and it's just like a mirror with the shelves and glasses of champagne and mm -hmm. a bottle of champagne and stuff. Yeah. And then, remember, she was like, sing a song? And it's just like, start singing like Yellow Submarine? Yeah, and it, I don't drink, so that was just a total throw off. I almost wanted to leave at that point. Pulls a champagne <laughs> bottle. And the freaking like <laughs> wall slides, crazy, like crazy. I've never seen that before. It was actually really cool. 
And it was like very. I like that it was like low key inside. You know, although like, some of the people there were definitely questionable, and escapes had to be made. It was quiet though. It was just us four. And then that and then couple, that weird couple, super weird. But then they get kicked out. No, they didn't get kicked out. They, we just left. I think they were getting engaged in Toronto, and they were just on a spending spree across I think the country they were on of a Canada. Drug spree, yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah, they were. We left. It was just us six. Like it was dead. Remember, we were tired too that night. Right, because that w- it was like four a.m. at that yeah. point. Manu made us order that weird drink. Remember that? It was I like don't the even the, the c- one the cocktail. It was like cognac and Coca Cola. I don't remember. Yeah, that's what it was. It was <laughs> weird. The guy won. So he Manu told us a story how the, the bartender went to a contest for best cognac in the world. Oh. Okay. He was bragging about that? Yeah. And it was like, you know, it's like a blind contest. Mm. And they said, oh, this is the best cocktail. And then when he told the jury that was Coca-Cola and cognac, they snapped. And they were so pissed. And he made us order that. I think I poured mine out. You probably did. I didn't I don't drink, even drink. mine. Yeah. You don't even drink. No. Yeah. So <laughs> I literally think I got it. And everyone, including that weird couple who ordered a bunch for us, wanted to wait and see us all drink them. Remember, so I did like the fake sip and then and then we refused to have their drinks because we didn't know if they right. were like stuff in there. We didn't know what they did. Hell no. So we poured them out and then we just went home. Yeah, I remember. I just went to bed. That was that. I think yeah. Swish and I went out to another place after. Y'all went and until we went and got dinner. We got dinner again the at ne- four a.m. The next day, I go on my <laughs> stories on Instagram and I see you guys at, di- at breakfast until seven a.m. and I'm like, how? You went out to, to a pizza place that's five or something. Yeah. I'm like, how do these guys yeah. do that? I was dead. I was I, like, I don't even I know out. if I slept. I just got back up and started working again because I spoke to his company the next day. <laughs> <laughs> we did like a company-wide meeting Not where we talked crazy. about social. No, I just went straight yeah. to bed. Although my most recent time in Toronto was even worse. I had gotten back. I was in Italy. I was in Venice. Didn't sleep an entire night. Got up, came to New York, was in New York for seven hours. For a for a basketball game, went home, packed again, didn't fall asleep, went straight to the airport. Was at the airport at three, got on a flight at five, got into Toronto at six thirty, worked out with Swish and Cam, and then spoke. My Damn. eyes were like black down. <laughs> like what's your the secret? Of my nose. Tell people what's your secret for going so much. I'll be asking a question. It now. was all <laughs> adrenaline. 100% yeah. adrenaline. But then you crashed. That's what happened. 100%. Crashed. Was out. Yeah. I've like been there, done that. But I don't like to do that anymore. No? I don't like it. I cherish my sleep. <laughs> you, are you big on sleep? I'm not that big on sleep. I just like, I'll sleep, you know? Like people say, don't like I'll sleep. You don't sleep? No, I will sleep. Like, oh, you will. I'll go to bed and I'll just sleep. But not until like 10 a.m. or 12 or whatever. Like I don't do that. I naturally wake up early like between 6 and 8 a.m. But like, it's just like, you need sleep. I don't believe in the whole like don't sleep shit. Really? No. You're a human being. You need to rest. I, I'm 100% Some people you. might need three hours. Some people need eight. I think anything more than eight is not healthy. Really? Why do you think you that? You stay tired. Ooh. If I you like oversleep, that. do you not realize that let's say you sleep 10 hours? Yeah, you're You notice you're you wake up tired. You're for the rest of the day. You have to get up and you have to work. You have to do something you that'll, that'll you bring you energy. Up. Six to eight hours optimal. And mm. I'm pretty sure that's proven. But I won't speak facts. I'm not a doctor, but... I'm pretty sure there's like studies saying six to eight hours is like great. You have for to activate being. your body somehow when you mm. get up. Because if you, even if you went to bed at like seven thirty and got a full night's sleep, woke up at eight, you're gonna feel like, like crap when you get up. Yeah, hundred percent. No, facts. That's it. Do you think social media is good good for humanity? I think it's not bad for humanity. I'm not saying it's great, but I don't think it's bad. Because. See, when someone comes and complains to me about social, usually, like, the older generations, oh, you kids, like, all you do is social media browsing, scrolling, 
oh, it's caused this, it's caused that. Okay. Look at all the good things it's caused too. Look at all the good things it's brought to the tables. Look at the table. Look at all the great things is opportunities is brought to young entrepreneurs like yourself, like myself, or like other people who are like, you know, it's allowed so many things. It's allowed a single mother with three kids at home to start her own business from home and still take care of her kids. Right? Look at it this way. It's allowed so many people to connect together, family members that probably never saw each other before. It's allowed people to stay in touch with other people without being, you know, physically together. There's so many good things that social media has brought to the table. Yes, there are bad things, but we can fix bad things. But we created more good things, and I think that's great, you know? I, I'm grateful for social media. Because I'm not one of these people that scrolls all day and does nothing and then goes like, whatever. Yes, it's caused a certain amount of, like, let's say, depression. You can, I'm sure. Or like people don't feel good about themselves, don't love themselves. The comparability aspect is terrible. Yeah, but if we can fix that. But we can fix that. We can talk about that. We can fix that. We can help people and we can spread awareness. But the, the, like the good side of it, the other side of it, that's all the good things it's brought, I think it's great. Social media is great. I, I, I love social media. Me too. I mean, I can't say I don't because it's, I credit, the, it's I my credit bread it for butter, everything. Yeah. You know, both of us do. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I see like, I see the detriment it does, especially for kids that are in middle school now. Absolutely. Including my brother who's now a freshman in high school. How old like, is he? He's 14. Oh, my brother's 17. Okay. And, and like with these kids, they're so cloud obsessed. It's, it's disturbing. Oh, look at this TikTok. Damn. <laughs> TikTok just put that on That's all they're talking about. Other level. That's all they're talking about. Look at this dance I just created. Like anything, like it's, it's the parents' jobs to teach their children about moderation. You know how when you, we were kids, I mean, when I was younger, my mom used to teach me about moderation. Like she said, one day you'll go out, you know, be moderate when you drink. Don't do drugs, don't do this, but be moderate with everything you do. Be moderate with the amount of, you know, drinks. Be moderate with the amount of fun you have because anything in excess kills the essence of what it's supposed to be. Like it, nothing's fun if you do it in excess because then you get tired of it or it just hurts you. Mm-hmm. But it's also not fun if you don't do it enough. Right. You don't get the thrill, you know? Moderation. So kids, now the parents have to change their teachings. It's not just about drugs. It's also about teaching their kids about moderately using social. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to talk about that. Like, don't, like, yes, go ahead. Use Instagram. Yes, learn that TikTok dance and post it. If you're f- Even if you're 14, whatever. But don't be on it six hours and don't do your homework. It's the parents' job to teach. It's always been like that. Kids, kids these now are like if kids these days. Kids these days. No, but it's like the little, like the (laughs) youngest, like the like the generation right now that are born are born with cell phones in their hands. Okay. Right. So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna kill the cell phone? We're not gonna kill TikTok and Instagram, but you can teach them how to use it. And you know what? That's how it works. And I think one of the things that people like yourself do best or whatever their passion is, social media then allows them to either go all in on that and also connect with like-minded individuals mm-hmm. through social, through that, yeah. which is what I think social media is best for. And then some of the downsides, obviously, are people looking at everyone else and then not being able to even think straight about what they want to do. But that's and changing a lot. Too effective. It used I agree. to be like that. I think it's – we see when I said we're, when you should fix that, I think it's changing. See, people used to look at all these like Kardashians and celebrities. Oh, I want to be like her. I want to be like that. I think this is changing a bit. I think we're getting more aware. I think on the model front, for sure. The models have changed. The business aspect has a long way to go, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because of like who the huge figureheads are and then how people look at Mm -hmm. them. Like I talk about that a lot. I know you do. I I talk about that a lot. 
What are your thoughts on that? Ah, uh, I hit the spot. <laughs> Man, I talk about that a lot. Like, I think there's a huge problem in social media right now. Massive problem. And I'm I'm going to try and fix it with other people. You know, yourself, you're one of them. I think Elliot is one of them. I think, you know. I'm not talking about the big dudes. Like you have Gary, Andy Frisella is Gary's the man. I think Andy Frisella is the best personal brand out there. Really? The most real and genuine. You did his podcast too, I right? did. It, he put me on the map. Three years ago, June 2016, and it's 2019 now, he calls me. I mean, his assistant back then because he used to buy like shout outs for me and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, Andy and his wife, you know, they like your vision. They like your why. Like, y- you should come on. Flew me out for 24 hours. St. Louis got, took me to dinner. St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Flew yeah. me out to dinner. And uh, and then did the podcast in the morning and left and and but it was like but like he put me on but see I think like That's he's legit. an OG like he talks about the real shit but mm. the problem is it's hard for a young entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur entrepreneur or a young kid in school or even a fourteen year old to to associate to someone who's done it he's still doing it but it's hard to associate to the Gary V so the Andes all the time because they already have the cars, they already have the lifestyle, they already have the money, they already built the business. You need those people to bring you up and to motivate you, but you also need the Busters, the Elliots, the Manus, and the other guys, the Jason Wong, one of my friends, is great. Yeah, he's These guys man. who are grinding it and showing the grind because that's the reality. They need people like us, I think, who show the real side, the downside, the upside of it to yeah. aspire. But the problem is, look, a human being's attention span, that's an official report now, is is is, is lower than, than a red fish. You know, it was like little like fishes, like like dumb Not fish. the Swedish fish. No, like this red fish. Uh, uh, poisson rouge in French, damn it. I don't know what you guys call them. You know, like they have the attention span like five Goldfish. seconds. Goldfish. Yes. Yeah. And we call not it the poisson, poisson rouge in French. So, we, <laughs> so it's like red fish in my head. Sorry. Yeah. But the goldfish. So see, in the day and age where the it's attention the span is. It's a goldfish. Yeah, it's a goldfish. <laughs> So in the day and age where the attention span is all over the place, yeah. it's hard for us to see who we should follow, who we should seek advice and help from. And I think that these people have truly ruined it for the entrepreneurs on social media by bringing out all the fake stuff, all these guru things, all the, like, the paid courses and Shopify this, Shopify that. And they've ruined it for everybody because these kids right now are out there getting scammed and thinking they should aspire to a kid with 19 years old that has Nissan GTR and like flexing on the gram. But what Least. <laughs> that's the thing. But what they don't <laughs> know is the back end of it. Right. I am way more inspired by someone like you. Like, I'm way more inspired by someone like you that I see you doing it than someone who will have like a two Lamborghinis on lease that's selling me an Amazon like FBA course trying to get my money or a guru, like a mentorship thing, and that's making it. I'm sure they're making money, but they're making yeah. money for the wrong reasons. I'm just straight up inspired by anybody that is happy with what they're doing. I agree. That's it. 100%. Bottom line, if somebody's doing what they want to do, like yourself or whatever, that's it. That's, that's it. the only thing that matters. They could be good at it, they could be bad at it. I, that has nothing to do we with should anything. should aspire to be happy. Yep, 100%. That's, that's, and, and I think happy is like... And I think showing thing. the route to do that, which to me is very, is very clear-cut. It's you do what you enjoy, and if there's any tie to social, then that's the answer. You can push it forward. It's like for me, I was just into like fantasy basketball, so I started blogging about it, and one thing led to another. Wow. I'm sure it's similar for yourself, just mm-hmm. being into social yeah. media and then building audiences. Same that's for it. all of our friends. Same thing. Um, whatever company, restaurant they want to do, they just go out there and put their time, effort, mm-hmm. money, whatever, into 
cultivating whatever vision that is. And that's what I think is important for people to see because they're doing what they enjoy. And if you do what you enjoy, you're by like the way I look at it is if you're spending time on something by default and that is your business, you will win. Yeah. Because if it's something that makes you happy, you'll wake up like we we just spoke about waking up and Mm. doing something proactive after eight hours sleep. You'll wake up and do it. (laughs) But you'll want to do yeah. it. We're just wanting to like chill and get your co- like some days like like and I'm not the most motivated person at all times. Like people, that's what we we're just talking about. We gotta be mm-hmm. careful. Like even us, like the most motivated, I'm not always motivated to do things. Like there's some days I'm just like, bro, like what am I doing? Like I'm I'm so uninspired. But like most of the time, I wake up. And How like, do you get I yourself really back on track? Well, you gotta move the needle. So if you don't get yourself back on track because you own a business, right? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna move. You have no choice. It's not that I get myself back on track. You have no choice, Buster. Like right now, let's say this morning you didn't feel like waking up and doing your thing. Well, guess what? If you hadn't moved, we wouldn't have done this. You know, you have no choice but to do <laughs> if it. If I had physically not gotten out of bed for a 1 p.m. shoot <laughs> time, yes, that, that is no, what would like, happened. I think sometimes <laughs> you have to realize you have no choice. Yeah. You know, you have sure. to keep going. Even the days that you don't want to go, you have to keep going because – Let's say you own a business or you're selling a product or whatever. Like those things won't sell and your business won't move unless you do. And preferably they're doing what they what they would be doing anyways. So it's like, yeah, you'll do it regardless. Exactly. It's like a, that, yeah. it's like an extension of you, you know, like you For keep sure. going, you know. For sure. How do you feel about working out? Helps mentally, right? Yeah. I, I've I'm, seen you've been I'm working out a bunch. I'm very big on that. I'm I've very seen, big on I've that. I've been seeing it on IG stories. I'll tell you why though. At Faroque. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's cool when I throw the subtle plug. Yeah, it it's not cool it's if cool. you do no, it. No, but I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. At, bust, <laughs> at Buster. <laughs> no, but you know, it's um, it's like I'm big on that. You know, I'll tell you why. Because I had stopped working out for three years. Any sport, nothing. From 21 to 24, I didn't do shit. Nothing. Like the eventual, like, I didn't even walk. 25, and you were like, yeah. Man. The eventual work, I wouldn't even wa- step in the gym, bro. I did nothing. I was so unfit. And then a friend of mine, but the thing is, I used to be like a, a, a sponsored athlete back in the days. I used I to play squash. Yeah, I played squash for like my whole life. That's I was sick. Uh, I was Quebec champion five years in a row, top 20 Whoa. Canada, sponsored. I used to do US Open on that stuff. Like I was an athlete, so I was raised around like sports. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, That's I did sick. a lot. I never <laughs> write about it. I don't know why. It's just, you I, should. I quit 100%. when I was 17, when I got into law school, I stopped. Do you have old highlights? Huh? Do you have old highlights? Probably. You should post. I don't, it's hard to find content from back then. There wasn't no like social and stuff. I wasn't that old, but when you think about it, like, we didn't used to film and put like Instagram wasn't around when I was playing squash. Of course. Facebook when I was 13 got invented. Yeah. Maybe like a few Facebook photos, but that's it. You know, college friends. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, the whole workout thing is, um, and I was starting to feel bad about myself. Like I was unfit. I was just like overall, like my body shape was changing. I was looking weird and shit. And I was like, I feel bad about myself, you know? And a friend of mine, he's like a personal trainer. He goes, yo, Farouk, like it was last November. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last year. He goes, yo, Farouk, you're out there, like, preaching like, entrepreneurship and, like, working hard on yourself and, you know, like, motivating and stuff, but, like, you're not working out. Does make sense. Hmm. You know? He goes, working out and being healthy, eating good. Keep in note, in mind, I was eating fried food, like, five days a week. Like, I was eating bad. Bad. I was snacking. There was not one day. I what would was step your outside. go-to restaurant, fast food? I don't what know. Was the anyone move? that has chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I love chicken fingers and burgers. And like, I would eat bad. There was not one day I didn't have a bag of M&M's on my, uh, on my desk. Okay, I'm with you on that. You know, but that's not yeah. good for you. Terrible. Plus chocolate, like, you, it's not good for, like, your attention span. Sugar and stuff like that. Okay? 
I've never heard that. It's not good for you. But I believe it. It's not good for you. If you eat like sugar during the day, you'll see your level, your 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 focus go away. That's That's a fact. You'll go up and you'll go down. Okay, it's not good. You'll crash. Just you know, if you're really the hungry, crash like, I'm very yeah. familiar with. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, so my friends, like, yo, like, you embody all that, but you're not fit. You're not working out. I'll take you to the gym and let's see. Takes me to the gym once, twice. Teach me a workout. I haven't stopped since. Ever since last November, I've been going three to five days a week consistently. I've never missed a week. Eight. Even last two weeks ago, I was injured. I had sciatic nerve pain and like lower back injury for two weeks. I had a mobility coach train me five days a week to just figure things around. Fire. It. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to stop. It's become a lifestyle though. I don't like anything like work. I don't force myself. It's a lifestyle. It's not even an addiction. I swear it's a lifestyle. It's like getting up and going to the restroom. Like I go to the gym an hour a day. It's like, a, it's a lifestyle. Because anything that you push on a human being, the human being at some point get tired of it and stop doing it, right? If I force you every day to, that's why I stopped squash when I was 17. I was training six days a week to be a Quebec-like team, blah, 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 blah. And I was sick of it. Mm. You know, at the end, I felt like it was pushed onto me. And I quit completely. I'm still really good at it. Like, I could pick it up easy. But, like, I stopped. And I didn't want to be a pro or anything. Anyways, but, like, like and a lot. you went to law school? Yeah. For what? I wanted to be a lawyer back in the days. Really? Yeah, I got an accepted. Do you have a family of lawyers? Not even. But oh. I'm a, I come from a Persian background, like Iranian okay. parents. Like, oh, you have to be a lawyer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but it's just like, it was a big thing. Like, oh, lawyer, 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 lawyer. Like, oh. And okay. then at what point did you realize you didn't want to be a lawyer? When I worked for a law firm. Got it. So I got into law school at age 17. Like, I, I skipped the undergrad and everything. I went Whoa. straight into law school. And it's one Baller of the best stats. law schools in Canada. Yeah, it was dope not uh everyone was like 23 to 40 years old next to me and i was 17 yeah there are a lot of ogs up in those classes yeah but i mean getting to law school is something people come back to like it's not easy to yeah. get straight into law school either i had good grades and stuff in school so i just and i had good like you had you good know. grades yeah you were a good student i was all right i was a good student like i i always had like good i wasn't the best but i had good grades you know and i always did a lot of like charity and stuff on the side so i guess That's like awesome. that counted and like a lot of sports so like the whole athlete thing like helped a lot. You ticked all the all the boxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of. I them. ticked none of them. I ticked <laughs> a lot of them, but it's just like <laughs> I saw it, and it's just like I'm not. It's just I was a little troublemaker, and I spoke too much in class. Uh, I can you can tell like I can people see that. like teachers were sick of me a lot of the time. Get kicked out of class and stuff right. like a ton, like a lot. You got kicked out a lot. A lot. I did. But I like young. I was that kid that was also class pres and like loves going to school. Like, class yeah, 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 yeah. But I still would get kicked out Whoa. of class. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. Like, I don't talk about school a lot. I don't know why. But so I got into law school. And then, like, you know, uh, the friend of the family is, like, a very notorious, like, a uh, big, like, big deal, like, uh, lawyer, attorney in Montreal, mm -hmm. like, business lawyer. And, like, as a favor for my family, for my mom, you know, he gave me a job. And I was, like, 18, 19 years old back then. And it was, like, penthouse office, like, the dream. Like, it's, if you want to become a lawyer, that was, like, your dream path. You know, it's, like, your Mike Ross going to work for Harvey Specter type of shit. You know what I mean? And like, I should have been happy, right? Technically, as a law yeah. school student, the opportunity that was given to me is like something massive. To the outside world, very significant. Huge. So guess what? You're in not even a couple, like I was just doing like basic little work and I was, it's fun. He was letting me work just two days a week. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have class Wednesdays. I would go Wednesday and he would maybe let me work half another day. Chill. 18 Super. bucks an hour, yeah, yeah. whatever. At my age, that was like lit. Anyways, but then one day or a couple of days, I kept seeing clients walk in. And the guy mm. had big shot clients. He goes, you see this client? He makes like $120 million a year revenue. You see this client? Like, yeah, we have Kingdom kingdom of Saudi Arabia, Kingdom of Qatar. Like, just big clients. Like that. And he's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, big deals. And then, you know, the guy walks big in. Deal. The guy walks in, like, dressed, like, you know, fancy but clean, you know, not super nice. 
know, like Patek Philippe on the wrist, like a nice Ooh. watch. And I was already blogging about Mr. Good Life and Good Life stuff back in the day. So I really had an eye for these things. And I sat, had the attorney. It was an extremely, he was an extremely like, you know, successful attorney. Still, someone to look up to. But while I was sitting at my desk one day, I envied the client. Mm. So I looked at him and I said, I want to own a business that does $120 million a year. I want to, you know, I want to like do those things. I want to be a business person. I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to be the attorney working like hundred dollar hundred hours a, a a week and like right. work my way up. Like you have to be like seven years. Especially if you don't enjoy it. Crazy. And I was like, I'm not too fond of this, and that's when I realized I don't want to do law school. Like I I don't like it. I don't want you know. I love the law. I'm a big law freak. Like I love reading contracts. Really? I love it. Like even right, like when I have like legal stuff, I love going through it, working with my attorneys side by side. I love that stuff. I think the law is the root of society. So I'm very grateful that I went through law school. I didn't finish exactly, but I'm really grateful I did all the all the classes. Dude, I did five you, years. You know, nine more than ninety nine point nine nine barred yeah. percent of people. I went to school for f- college for five years, bro. Five yeah, yeah, years. five. Years. Like I, I loved, I love the law in general. I think it's the root of society. A lot of people, they don't teach you how to read an NDA. The, the road to society. The like the the, the root to society. The root to society is law. That? Everything is law. Is legalities. Everything's like contracts. Everything's, everything. You walk in the street, you fall down. What happens? You, 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 you do a podcast with me. You shove a contract in front of me right now before I come in. Let's say you had done that, I would have known how to read it. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta know right. your basics. You know, and I think law school taught me that. How to think Here's critical. A contract. No <laughs> more chicken fingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I cheat sometimes a lot. <laughs> you would you would know exactly what I was saying in that contract, which is super important. Like I don't. I pass it on to somebody else and then just bestow my trust in that person. Yeah. Which is risky on it's my a lot. end because I could be signing away, you know. And you gotta pay. Yes. Like three hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I like the fact that I have this base. I know how to read. Oh, it's amazing. I know how to research, you know. I think it's great. I'm yeah. really happy I went through it. I think that's important. Yeah. So let's talk about good life for a second. Yeah. <laughs> what you said that you were into it even when you were doing some of this law studying and you were in school, but uh, what what really brought you into this idea and brand that you now have good life? So I was always in social me- onto social media. I always love social. Um, since I'm like 12 years old, signed up to for Facebook. Tr- always try to do memes and meme pages on Facebook. I remember I had like my school's meme page. There was like a thousand students. There was a thousand followers on the page. So I used to make memes about Huge. teachers and stuff like. That. So it was like 100 percent. Like you owned the whole your demographic. The entire school and I was anonymous too, so it was funny. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So were you doing like teacher stuff? Yeah, yeah. I would have gotten kicked out if they knew. What was the best thing you ever posted about? Somebody? It was just I would do teacher memes and like not just teach. No, it was like oh. school. It was no. It was not I like insulting. It was like school. About no, 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 no I know. I understand. I wish you went to my high school so that that would exist i think everyone listening would wish you Dude, were at people their high school were, i still have the page people were like, going crazy people were going nuts over it <laughs> it was so funny and like it was like yo who owns like cmf memes who's like same i was like yo and on the last day of school i posted my face <gasps> yeah it was so funny and, I was like, What's up? The, and you were class president too it, my best friend was like what the f- that's you i'm like yeah and like Damn. you didn't tell your best friend no Wow. It was more fun. That's impressive. It was more fun like that. You know, it was hell fun. And also, like, I went to, like, a very strict, like, private, like, French school. So, like, they wouldn't kick me out for that. 100%. They, they used to kick out kids for less than that. You were class president and you ran the, the yeah. school meme page. Yeah. Those are two things that two I don't know school. have ever gone together in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. I started my school's, one of my, the, in the history of my school, like, one of the first riots. Not riot, uh, when you refuse to, like, yeah. take your books. What is it called? 
what, what, uh, what like was they the kicked out a kid out of my school for like no reason, like weird. Yeah. And I told the like everyone in my class like, yo, don't take your math books out. Yeah. Sit on your desks and like this and refuse to take them out. And at my yeah. school's like it's against the rules. Like it's French private school. Like, you know, you and like we literally, and then I had like the principal, the sub principal, and sub sub principal within two minutes say, Farouk, watch you in my office right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, bro, <laughs> it's funny. So what happened after they all found out? Nothing. Well, it was like, there was up? no. I left because you had graduated. It was the last day of school. <gasps> Genius. Yeah, it was Genius. great. It was great. Time. See, the memes back then was fun. So I did that, and then I did like a lot of Twitter stuff. Like you know the whole like problems, like this city's problems, like Montreal problems. I started yeah, yeah. Having, 20, 15, 20,000 followers like quick and then I would do like little things on social but also so I always 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 within me had this like passion for fine craftsmanship mm. like I love cars and so I'm like I can talk okay and walk like I always had like, I have like 2,000 little Hot Wheels that I still have them at home like I always have a passion for cars always had a passion for like nice and finer things so I started back then, you know, the mis- it was called Mr. Good Life back in the days, like 2010, 2011, on Tumblr. Oh, it's been going back since back then. I yeah. didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, it was Tumblr. Awesome. I, I went on Tumblr. I love Tumblr. I, like, that's where I started. Tumblr put me on big time. I loved, I still say that, I, I like, I never I even went Tumblr. through that phase. Tumblr is sick. It used to be dope. It was like the spot for culture. And so I used to like do my own like cool like edits. Like I used, I used to be, fo- I was a self-taught Photoshop like photo editor. I learned everything on my own. And I used to do like, you know, I would find a dope picture of a BMW. I just change the color, like do all this, like boom, boom, boom. Like I used to edit them, and they would go viral almost all the time. Mm. So then, like I go to like 100, 150,000 followers on Tumblr within like a year or something. Yeah. And it was like one of the biggest luxury blogs on Tumblr in the world. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not making any money from this. And this Instagram thing is like really growing. Like 2014, I was like, whoa, this Instagram yeah. thing is fun. Like it was around the time where I was like at the law firm and all that. And look at this Instagram stuff is cool. And then I noticed I go on Instagram. There was maybe a handful of luxury pages back then, like maybe five, maybe ten. Now there's like hundred thousand. Now everyone maybe thinks they're a luxury yeah. page. So I'm like, yo, these guys are ripping my... Including these entrepreneurs. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, these guys are ripping my Tumblr posts because I know they're my edits because mm. like their, their Lambo was yellow. I made it black and I changed everything. Right. Like these guys are straight up stealing Mr. Good Life going to repost as theirs. So I went on Tumblr, on Instagram, I'm like, yo, like give me credit at least like or something. And like, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know what I did? I said, yo, I'll send you guys a bunch of edits for your page, but shout me out. Let me start an Instagram page. November 2014, start the Good Life, Mr. Good Life page on Instagram and just like... From there, like, you know, took it to 10,000 followers month one, 25,000 followers month two, month three, 50,000. And then in January 2015, I'm like, yo, like, honestly, if I want to really, like, start, like, like monetizing this stuff because I think it's going to blow up, um, I, I better, like, you know, get a bigger page because people don't want to talk to you back then. Back then, 100K was, like, what 5 million followers is today. Right. Yeah. So there was only a handful. So I bought a 100,000 follower page. From someone random. It's the craziest inflation Bro, of all time. Nobody, like... I didn't even have money. Like, I had maybe $3,000 Canadian, by the way, saved up. I didn't have money. And I'm like, so a friend of mine, like, like gave me, like, 1900 And, like, I put up 600 myself. And I bought a page for 2500 from this random guy in Switzerland that I never met before. PayPal friends and family. Whoa. That is so risky. Sells me the 140 k Real quick, for those that don't know, if he had tried to scam you, there would have been nothing you could do because nothing. it was from the family. Because even now, they have a new policy where you could kind of, like, on intangible goods do something, but not on friends and family. Never. F and F, you're done. So, guy getting his page, next thing you know, everybody answers my DMs. Everybody does this. Like, now I'm like, I'm DMs are the, the DMs, game. first off, are the craziest feature in the history of the world. Ever. Ever. You can get in contact yeah. with any person. If, yeah. you're, if you're, like relatively kind of like somewhat even if you're not like somebody 
Yeah. You can get in contact with anybody yeah. in the world. Yeah. I have a good story for that that happened to me last week. I'll tell you I about it in two seconds. Yep. I went from this morning. He's like, I'm going to tell you off air. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but the thing so I, the, it's funny because then, you know, like I bought this page, right? And my goal was that with the 100K page, I would leverage that to grow good life because I wanted people to like shout me out, but they wouldn't because I had 25K, 30K. They wouldn't talk to me. They wouldn't answer my kick messages. They wouldn't open them. So like I bought this page January 15, 2016. January 16th, I made my first dollar. 17th is my f- second dollar. 18th. I started buying selling shout outs, shout outs, shout outs, shout outs, shout outs, shout outs. You were crazy. buying or selling? Selling shout outs. Got it. Selling yep. shout outs on that page while growing good life. So that's how mm. I started. Year one, 4 million followers total. Year two, 10 million. So it's like, you know, like we just grew a bunch of pages yeah. and now good life's like at like 1.5 million followers. It became like a staple, like luxury page. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the biggest So what was the story the you were telling me about? The DM thing. Yeah. Yo, the other day, like I'm on the plane, right? And uh, like to come to New York from San Antonio, Texas. So mm-hmm. Argentina and Mexico had a game in San Antonio, football, soccer. Yes. Uh, everyone was there, but they were not Messi. So the rest of the team was all there. No okay. Messi though. No Messi, but the rest of the team are pretty big shots. They were okay. almost all there. Yo, I get back on the plane. Okay. And I like, and I'm like, damn, th- like I switched seats with this guy. Right. And then I sit down and he's like, super cool. And I sit down. I'm like, wait, I know this guy. I'm like, that's Paulo Dybala. <laughs> Yo, Dybala, like, FYI yeah. for the American people who maybe don't watch soccer that much. Like, Big this time. guy is one of the most prolific young soccer players on earth. 25 years old, $10 million salary. He's worth 100 million euros on a transfer market, something like that. He's massive. 35 million followers. And the fame of foreign soccer players Yo, is just beyond I, what Americans can comprehend. In, 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 in When he landed in New York, nobody knows him, right? If he would have landed in Europe, they would have needed security. Like, so like Secret Service. Yes. Like he's that big. He's massive. Even sometimes in the States when they do yeah. events in New York at like Adidas or Nike or event. whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then people go crazy. Yeah. He's massive. So yo, you know what I do? I DM him from Good Life and from Farouk. And but I'm verified, so maybe it's I have a better chance of being seen. But still, like so when someone has thirty three million followers, is a good looking young man, like well, it's you, all top you expect his now. DM. Maybe I don't have that yet. Oh, you don't? Not on my not on my accounts you for don't some reason. Account? But yeah, no, I don't. But, like, so I DM him. I say, yo, like, in Spanish, I write him, like, thank you for changing seats with me. You're very humble because he was very nice, actually. Like, he didn't care about who he was, and I thought that was cool. And he just answered. And then, you know what? He you goes, by the him? way, you're in, uh, you're in social media? I said, yeah. Because I didn't text him for business or anything. I just genuinely said, thank you. Was this after you got off the plane? Yes. I just, no, gotcha. while I was on the plane, I DM'd him, thank you. A couple hours later, I land in New York. I go to dinner, and I see a, a response for him. You're welcome. And I go, yo, like, you're cool. Like, uh, you know, wish you good luck for the season. You know, like, the Champions League starting tomorrow, this, that, you know. And he goes, by the way, you're in social media. I saw your bigger page. I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right. How can you help me enhance my brand in America? He did it. I didn't even ask him. I didn't even post nothing. Power of DMs. And I said, here's my number. That's such an intelligent question, too. Yeah. Like, first off, like, that's he's, not something you, can you tell normally he cares get. About his brand. Yeah, and he's like, right. yo, like, um. And he's like, he's like, let's uh, let's arm like a a, a communication strategy for my American brand mm-hmm. in Spanish. And then I said, okay, uh, here's my number, here's my WhatsApp, like hit me up. And he's like, yeah, I'll give it to someone from my team. So how crazy is that? The whole DM thing, like it's crazy. Crazy. It's like the most powerful. DM tool. from real life interactions is the best trick in the book. Yeah, I think so. But yes and no, because like there is, it is tough to see DMs if you're a certain level. I guess sometimes like everyone sees everything. I honestly believe like. They purposely Drake, click. like Dick, Kim Kardashian, Do you think they name anybody. The yes, all of them. Okay, I'm gonna DM everyone They look tonight. 
at everything. Yeah, now, true. a lot of them don't respond to a lot of the, the stuff they see, even if it's from legitimate people, but they see everything. Hmm. I can guarantee... Who's who is the biggest accountant? Taylor Swift? Biggest? Or Selena I Gomez? No. I think... Who? Ariana Grande. Ariana, right? Ariana Grande. Or The Rock, too. Or Cristiano Ronaldo. Christian, I think I Cristiano, think Cristiano is Cristiano's number one. Now, he took yeah, yeah, yeah. over. But, so, like, by... So bit. let's say whoever it is, all those people, I think they see all of their requests. Yeah, I think, I think they see too. their top 20 you requests never every day. Yeah. Guaranteed. Huh. No That's cap. true. No, I agree. I, I honestly believe I, that. I've, I speak to crazy people via DM. And yeah. I don't do it for clarity or anything. Like, I just, it's cool. Like It's also fun to have an open DM thread with people. Because yeah. you know what that means. It means whenever you have a question or want to say anything, I or there is a reason, it's open. I speak to Jay Balvin like all the time. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a great. He yeah, followed he's, me he's and I DM'd him and like said thank you. Yeah. I said thank you. He answers and the other. And you know what's funny? He gave me a cha- life-changing book recommendation. Really? Because he book? kept waking up at five a.m. Hmm. I could see his stories. Like wake up, wake, work out, say hey. J-, like I say Jose. Like you know, I said first name basis. Yeah, I say Jose. Like I see like you shared that book five a.m. club because hmm. a lot of my friends had shared it too from um you know, and from Robin Sharma and they said I said. So what's the deal about waking up at five? What do you do? Dude sends me a voice note to answer me. Yeah, speaks perfect flawless English. Says, you know, I wake up, I do this, like so nice. And then says, buy this book. Bought it, did it for a bit. It was life changing. Like it changed everything. So what what was the message in the book? It was that the first two hours, the first hour of your day is super, super crucial. And you get into this like mojo, which is, it's true. I felt it. The first hour of your day. Yeah. But it was that first hour from five to six, not eight to nine, not 10 to 11, not six to eight, seven, five to six before the sun rises. Because no matter where you are, usually five to six is before the sunrise. Yeah. And you get into that flow where you wake up. You do 20 minutes of for the whole hour. It, you, there's a multiple. It teaches you different things. You don't have to do it like that. But usually it's like 20 minute like um, meditation, 20 minute physical effort, and 20 minute of planning your day. Wow. So me, I would do like an hour of chilling, like from five to six. I was just like relax, uh, no no phone. It felt great. Like just relax and doing me. Like I would go maybe like get a, like some berries, whatever. Like eat real something. quick. That's one of the reasons I love being in Europe so much is because the time zones are so off. Nobody's hitting me up. Yeah, it's great, right? But then at night, you're like, your phone's blown up and you can't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so and then you go to bed at 3 a.m. and you run it back. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Continue. Five to six, I would like just chill. And six to seven, I go to the gym. And That's then, great. And then seven to ten, it gets back to work. And th- my most productive How like, often do month you, do you do that, that every day? I was doing it for a solid like three weeks, month. And I thought it was my most productive and life-changing month this year from far then it got hard because you got to know you can't do it unless you get that six it talks about the six eight hours of sleep and if you're in business dinners are a huge thing if you're not getting six hours minimum you cannot wake up at five and if you're a sports fan forget about it because most games are late fights are at 1 a.m but i asked him but he's a superstar he's the biggest reggaeton artist on earth right now yeah i told him how do you do it with your concerts he goes the days i have concerts i do six like i try to get home early and i can sleep but the days i can't you know, I just can't. But he does it when he can, and it changes his life. And it's great. A lot of successful entrepreneurs I've seen online, like some of my friends, like they do it, and it's changed everything. For and them. I see slowly over time, a lot of people realize the work work ethic and workout thing mm. and how well that plays into it. Because it's also a confidence thing, right? Like you, you don't even think about it until you've done it. It goes hand in hand. How impa- how impactful that is for everything. It's so impactful. It has so little. Like everyone's like, oh, it has to do with how you look. It has it nothing to do with how you look. Like literally nothing. It has nothing to do. It's all mental. It's all mental. I mean, yes, it, it impacts your physical lo- outlook. But guess what? Looking better will also make you feel better. Hundred percent. So that 
impacts indirectly yeah, the rest. That, that, that's like a side byproduct. Yeah, I agree. It's just a side product, like a positive side effect. But like, I think the main thing is like allowing your brain to like breathe and do this and then like just do your thing. Like, you know, something happens to me sometimes in a bad mood, whatever. I'll go for a workout and it feels so damn good. If you could have dinner with three people, who would they be? I really want to meet Kanye. You want to be Kanye? I love it. You saw you saw my top twenty five. Yeah. It was Kanye in there. Yeah. I mean, too. I love Kanye. I I, that, I that's someone I would like to meet. Sounds superficial to some people, but it's not because the guy's like a revolutionary mind. Super. He's um, crazy. Yeah. At times, but at other times he's a genius, and nobody wants to give him credit for it. Yeah. And I, because I, they I hate like this to, other crazy yeah, side of him. Exactly. That's like, but he's Kanye good. Like he's problem. good. Yeah. And then, hmm. I never thought of that. You know what? Because I was never big into the whole like, oh, like I want to meet this person. Like, oh, I need a mentor. I need this. I was just like, whatever. But just sit down dinner one time thing. Who would you want to talk to? Damn. Mine would probably be LeBron James. Okay. Uh, Barack Obama. Okay. And Kanye West. I think that trio would be crazy. Okay, so then I'll go and pick a sportsman too. You know? A sportsman? Like, you call yeah. it a sportsman? Yeah, like a, like a sports person. Like, uh, I don't know. There's a wall of inspiration behind you. Lots of rappers. You know what, though? Celebrities. LeBron James. Pablo Escobar. I don't know why he's on there, but he's yeah, on there. That's weird. Uh, um, <laughs> you got Jeter up there. Jeter, nope. Jeter might be on there. I could add me. LeBron. I'll tell you why. Tell me why. I was in the, you know how there's the summer league, like yes. in Vegas all the time? Yes. So two years ago, I was at a hair show, like a beauty show, like uh, at the same time, the Mandalay, and uh, and uh, during the summer league. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was going back up to my room, LeBron James walks in the elevator with his training coach. Mike Mencius. I don't know anything yeah. about that. So I'm just like, so I'm like this, right? I'm like standing up, and I'm like, oh my God, that's LeBron James. And I started hyperventilating. And I'm not a fanboy. I really am not a fan. Like, I'm not a celebrity. Oh my God, it's a celebrity. I'm not, I started hyperventilating. Because you know what? The energy that transpired from this man was next level. That's that's what I'm saying. Have you ever been close to him? You probably have because you go to all these awards and stuff. Like, You have? Well, I I was going to mention, I met Obama once. And the energy is just... right. Like the Secret Service and similar with LeBron. Similar but LeBron with was just these, him out of the drinks. gym with this guy. Right. And I go to the, I look at the guy, I go, he goes, nods. And I go, can I take a photo? Like I, I look like this. I go put my phone, I go, he goes, mm-mm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I just sit here for 38 <laughs> floors, I'm standing, and I walk out. 38 floors. And I walk out, and I'm like, whoa, that was LeBron James. So I'll add LeBron James because I think he's inspiring. And I think like he's worked out. So I would do LeBron, Kanye, and like probably some like really, really successful like entrepreneur, like big time, like, you know, maybe some like Jeff Bezos type of guy, you know. That's a good someone one. Someone like that. Because these people have built things and they built something that you've you know I wouldn't meet Zuckerberg. I think it'd be boring for dinner. But yeah, I don't know. Although I'm grateful for what he created, but um I don't think he would ever talk about a lot of the stuff that no. he knows. No. I feel like he's very Elon Musk is probably interesting. Super. Probably he's, like he's dope time. I mean, you've seen him smoke on, yeah, on, on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, crazy. No, Elon Musk, LeBron James, and Kanye. Still I like that. that. That's a really good dinner. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a fun dinner. Huh? Who's taking the bill? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, 100%. I you have, have to. to. It's I a have power to. move. That's, That's like the best $1,000 you've ever spent in your life. Yeah, if they spend 1000 because I heard Kanye sometimes bills go up like really big. <laughs> I believe that. I'm sure. $25,000 <laughs> bill. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Kanye, you got this? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a crazy one. Bezos would be awesome. He's super smart. I've heard a lot of very successful people say that they would uh, quit their job and go intern for Jeff for a year. 
if they could. I, I think he's probably that cool entrepreneur that's still down to earth. He also figured out the workout thing. Have you seen that dude? He's jacked. Yeah, recently, Jeff right? Bezos is really he changed recently, completely, huh? Completely. For someone who looks like a 15 divorce. years younger. <laughs> yeah, he does. His hair is all like. Yeah, he looks scary. good. I think him. Same thing with Elon Musk. You know, Elon was going bald. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, money does anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, money is a great yeah. thing. <laughs> Money's freedom. You can do whatever you want. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, what we do here on this podcast, we're going to jump to an audio exclusive. So, for those that are watching the video, you got to jump over to Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts and listen to the audio exclusives. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to say goodbye to the video. And then we're going to jump into five minutes of audio exclusives, the most hard hitting questions. We'll see you there. Oh, damn. Peace. Here we are. Uh oh. I have no hard hitting questions. But. Oh. <laughs> but. Hit me. Who do you think would win in a fight? A 1,000 pound? You? Probably like 10 feet tall? Or 1,000 one pound yous? Oh, a thousand one pound me's versus a thousand pound ten feet tall me. Uh, there is no wrong or right answer. I think that if the thousand one pound me's execute this right as a team, mm. like worked hand in if hand, the like team chemistry is if there. If the thousand people work together, the thousand win. If the thousand are broken up into pieces, the other one stomp on them. Mm. This is a question we've asked it a couple times on on one of the NBA shows I've, I've done on Twitch, and no NBA players have figured it out. And this has been asked many times. How many holes are in a straw? I've heard it's zero. One. I've heard one. I've heard two. I've heard three. One, because it's one, one hole through. That was a very quick quick answer. I, that's because to me that's what it is. But I, There I, is no correct answer. No correct, and that's why nobody's why, gotten it right. How is it three? Well, they, they count one on each side, and then they're counting the hole through the, through the entire thing as, as an additional hole. Oh, then that's a million micro holes. <laughs> it's one hole. A million micro holes? <laughs> I mean, if this is one hole. Like <laughs> what else are you planning to do here in New York while you're here? I don't know. Is there anything you've wanted to do and you haven't done in New York? No. Not really. I like walking around. When I come to New York, I love taking walks. Is there anywhere you want to? I love walking too. I love so walking good. in New York. My favorite area is Soho. Actually, I'm happy we're around here. I love Soho. It's just such a good vibe. It's me. Super good vibe. Soho is me, like for sure. I love the vibe in Soho. Soho is your spirit neighborhood. Yeah, I like it. Once I stayed like, a couple years ago, I stayed in the Lower East Side, my ah. friend's apartment. It was so good. Just take morning walk, grab a coffee. You've been to Hudson Yards, right? Yes, once for uh, to meet Gary. Gotcha. Yeah, at his office. It was pretty cool. I live across the street from there. Oh, you did? Love and I took a walk on the High Line? Yep, High Line. Yeah. Yep, goes all the way downtown. Beautiful building. Yep, walking in New York, you plop some headphones in, don't it, listen to anybody. It's a vibe. The best vibe. I did it this morning to get some coffee. Just walked a block or two, but it was like... Perfect weather now, too. Yeah, the fall. <sighs> fall. I used to think summer was the best. No. I have changed this year. I have changed my you opinion. Have? I was wrong. I will admit that I beginning. was wrong. Well, Montreal and New York are very similar. Well, so spring, summer is yeah. the same as fall. It's the same weather. Yeah. It's just a different vibe and energy because Halloween and school and like all mm. this and that and like school ending and like the summer coming up. So it's a very different energy, but the weather's the My same. My favorite two times of the year in Montreal were always May when the leaves start growing again because it's beautiful. It's, it's the same weather as right now and beginning of September because mm. it's my birthday season. It's also like... Like a nice vibe. The weather was perfect. You know, like little sports coat on, whatever, mm. chilling, t-shirt. Yeah, it's cool. 
where do you want to see yourself five, ten years out? I just really like I think so. I'm at a stage right now of my life, like career wise, yeah. where I think I'm ready to start my own brand, like a product, like a tangible good, sick. and I I want to push the shit out of it. Like it's my time to shine right now because I've helped a lot of people grow. I've seen a lot of people grow, and I see everyone around me. I'm mentored by great people, and a lot of my friends and family, like they, they're killing it. But I think it's my turn to to really really like have that one winning product and push the shit out of it so i think that's what i'm going to be doing for the next five to ten years i'm thinking about what's gonna right now since two months three months that's what i've been thinking about every day you know what i love about you you have the most succinct immediate responses to these questions that very few people even know the answer because to they're like or think yeah. about the answer to. it's common like when someone texts me i could write a whole paragraph back if i write something really deep and like long shit like instantly because it's like in me I'm yeah. not like faking it. I'm not like I don't have to think about this. Once you're in an authentic flow state, yeah. I know you know a lot about that. <laughs> it's just it's it. I don't have to lie about it. In five years, like I want to have built a billion dollar brand, company, by thirty. That was always my goal, and I'm gonna make it. Ten years, maybe bigger. Maybe I won't make it, but I think I will. But you're gonna try. I believe in myself. Hundred percent. I don't need anyone. I believe in you believe too. In me. Like thank you, and I love yeah. that. I love that people around me believe in me. You know, like Elliot calls me for my birthday. He's like, I just want to tell you I love you, and I believe in you, and that's all I need. Yeah, I don't need like oh no 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 like just fuck with me. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's it. Because I fuck with people. Like I yeah. every now and then like I'll text people. I say yo, I s-, you know even if we if don't talk for like a couple months, I'll be like yo, I see what you're doing. Like respect, keep pushing. I like, like that. Watching Saying the win makes me happy. Letting people know that you care about them. I is think it's important. so important. People don't say it, and I'm sure you can admit to it. And I'll admit to it. I don't want like gratification, but like when people text me sometimes like, yo, like I believe in you, like I like what you're doing, it makes me feel really good about myself. Like I'm happy and I and I do want to hear it sometimes. It makes me feel a little like I don't feel worth it. I feel never, like, it makes me feel good. You would never I, I like I know how you think about it. like you would never in a million years ask for someone to say never. something, but when they do it, it gives you a lot of fuel. I do. Like the other day I have a buddy Troy, right? Killing mm-hmm. on social, did a big Facebook partnership, whatever whatever it is. I texted him personally. There, everyone on Facebook writes, "Oh, congrats!" No, I texted him and I said, "Yo, just wanted to tell you, like, I've been seeing you grow in the last five years with your company. I'm proud of you." And you don't know how far that goes for a person. Mm. And to build a relationship, a friendship, it goes, it goes, it goes a long way. I think people need to cherish that more. I think people should cherish the people that have around them a little more. And and and, and I'm big on that since in a couple circle? years. I always talked about I that. Agree. Like you know that quote that's like. Um, I'm not a big. I I like quotes, but I'm not a big. Quote. It, it's a quote that goes like, um, set like uh, cheer for like your friends and family more than cheer like the celebrities you that don't know about you, right? Yeah, support your friends. And support same, your same friends, thing, like yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm big on that. I'm big about supporting your friends, the ones who so no. And I don't expect support back, but like I think people should do that a little more. For sure, it's very Broke. important. You're the man. I believe in you. My friend. I believe in you too. This, this was fun. <laughs> I'm glad we did this. I'm happy about it. Ladies and gentlemen, leave a rating, subscribe. We'll see you next time. Peace. See ya.